Welcome to the Working in Purpose podcast where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. I'm your host, Charles Mozuzu. Now let's get down to business. It's always an exciting time for me to sit with you and go through scriptures together because God has given us a mandate to open your eyes to see who you really are in Christ. From time immemorial, it has always been on the mind of God to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom of God to anybody who is willing to listen. And once again, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal another truth to us today. Please stay tuned. Today I'll be discussing on a topic captioned, No Me Do Ground. Okay, I'll take it again. No me do ground. But why does God want us to take a stand in this life? We live in a world where people make compromises in just about everything. Why that might be a good thing in the areas of marriage, relationships, and life in general, God expects us to take a stand in whom we serve. We have many believers, Christians today, who compromise their stand in the areas of politics, education, ministry, and just about anything. We see politicians forget God when they come into power. We see employees who claim to be Christians doing the things they should not be doing when they ought to be examples for everyone. We see Christian students engaging in activities not becoming of a Christian student. And in some instances, we see some men of God watering down or diluting the truth of God, you know, for fear of not upsetting their listeners and church members. We see so many of us conforming to the world standards, acting, living, and copying them. We now want to be like them. We now want to talk like them. And we want to live like them. And gradually, we are losing our brethren to the world. We are ashamed of preaching Jesus in public. We are afraid of losing our friends for the sake of Christ. And we are fearful of being called a Jesus freak. But this word is coming today to let you know what God thinks about this matter in question. And please note that This message is not to condemn anyone, but to help you see why you have to make a stand now. This topic, No Middle Ground, shows us one thing, and that is, it is either all or nothing. It is light or darkness, good or evil, white or black, day or night, It is either you are hot or cold for God. It is either you are burning for God or you are not. Let me share something with you. Do you know God hates lukewarmness? The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3 from verse 15 and 16, and it reads, I know your deeds. You are neither cold nor hot. 
I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, because you are spiritually useless and neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. God is clear on lukewarm Christianity. Anyone who claims to be a Christian and does not take a conscious stand to live for Jesus is spiritually useless. In other words, God has no need for these kinds of people, even though he, he, lo- he, still loves, he still loves us, still loves them, and wishes that they come to repentance. And you know, something that is useless is usually thrown away. Hence, the scripture says, says, I will vomit you out of my mouth, or I will reject these kinds of people. This is way more than saying you're a Christian. This is same. It's more than saying you go to church on Sundays. Even unbelievers, they go to church. What God wants is a life that is totally committed to Him. A life of holiness, fear, and reverence for God. A life of no compromise. A life of always taking a stand for Him. Even if you are the only one doing that. A lukewarm Christian has no place in God's agenda of things. When Jesus was talking about the concept of middle ground, he said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 30, and I read from the message version, it says, this is war, and there is no neutral ground. If you are not on my side, you are the enemy. If you are not helping, you are making things Worse. From the scripture we read, Jesus was depicting a spiritual war going on at this time. A war between light and darkness, between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. So, yes, there is no middle ground, there is no neutral ground. We live in a world today where there are growing attacks on our Christian values. Christians have been persecuted right now in China, in Burkina Faso, and many other countries of the world. And Christians today are at ease in Zion. Many are oblivious of the fact that there is a growing and subtle war against our culture. And God did not call us to sit on the sidelines. God did not call us to just watch, but to watch and pray. These attacks against Christians in our marriages, schools, offices, streets, social media, and just about everywhere, they are a clear sign that the kingdom of darkness has waged war against us. So why sit on the sidelines? Why would you just sit or stand and watch? Why would you be so lukewarm to these things? People are complacent in our generation, and that is lukewarmness. We have been called to action. We have been called to take a stand today. And I remember when Moses, you know, was declaring before the people of Israel, he said, he who is on the Lord's side, let him come to me. There's a clearing call now for Christians everywhere. If you're on the Lord's side, then make your stand very clear. Fight for those values that are true that are righteous, fight for those values 
that you know they are scripturally, scripturally based. And some time ago in the US, now this is a true example, true story. A man was suing the government to have the word God, G-O-D, removed from the dollar bill. Because of course, the United States bill have in God we trust. So he wanted to have God removed from that. The man was a Satanist anyways. But praise God, just about five days ago, the Supreme Court dismissed his case. So there is a growing concern now to even remove prayers from our schools, meetings, and public buildings. Why sit and watch? Why would we just sit and watch and become complacent when these values are being slowly eroded away by the kingdom of darkness? Please remember, now this is war. We are now gradually accepting norms that back in the day would have been a taboo. We have seen this demonic belief or beliefs seep into our churches and Christians are readily accepting these norms as normal things today. We are the men and women who can stand out from the crowd today. We are the parents who are determined to train their children in the ways of our God and not allow societal norms become the normal. Where are the believers today in our offices and corridors of power who can say no to corruption instead of being an unwilling participant in that corrupt deal? God is asking, just like he asked Adam when he was looking for him, saying, where are you? When we look at the scripture, we see men and women who took a stand in their lives. There are so many of them. And, you know, God was glorified in the end. Please listen. Taking a stand for God will not be easy. But the rewards will always be greater than the suffering. Now, let's look at some of these men and how they overcame. Daniel. In Daniel chapter 6, when you have time, please read from verse 1 to 28, but I'll just summarize quickly. And many of us know this story. Now, in this story, the king had issued a decree based on the advice of uh, Daniel's haters. The decree was that no one in the kingdom was to pray. Now, while conformists and lukewarmers looked on, Daniel determined not to take you know, the road called the middle ground. He broke the laws of man and prayed. Though he got into trouble by being thrown into the lion's den, God came through for him. In the end, the perpetrators got eaten by the same lions and Daniel was restored back to his position within the, within the kingdom. The beautiful ending to that story was when the king made a decree that everybody was to serve the God of Daniel from that day henceforth. Isn't that a beautiful story? God's name was glorified in the end. And Daniel's name was etched into the God's Hall of Fame. Imagine what would have happened if there was no one to take a stand. 
Imagine if Daniel followed the conformists of his day. Imagine if Daniel was sitting lukewarm on the sidelines. There would be no such beautiful ending to this story. Just like we established, taking a stand will cost you. It may cost you your friends, job, positions, and sometimes it has cost people their lives. But the end of it will always, always be glorious. I remember Joshua in Joshua 24 verse 15. You know, when he made the public stand before the children of Israel. And he said in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Now he said, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose lands you are dwelling. But then he said, But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Are there families in our generation today who have determined to not only raise their children in the ways of God, but also to declare, to take a stand, a public declaration, saying, we will serve the Lord. Here we see Joshua taking his stand to serve the living God. It didn't matter who agreed with him. He was not going to just stand or sit and watch. He made a bold stand before the entire country, telling them that if they will not serve God, he and his household would serve the living God, even if it meant doing it alone. Men and women in his day had started compromising. They had started to shift grounds and doubt God, like in our day today. Many families have lost the value of praying and studying the scriptures together. For many families, God has been ignored and neglected. We no longer raise our children in the fear of God. We have allowed the society to do the teaching this same society that is, out, that, that is at war with God and God's principles. We need families like Joshua, who will no longer sit on the sidelines and watch things happen. We need families like Joshua, who will take a stand for God in this generation and in our time. The second person I want to introduce to you is Esther. Please re just read this amazing story in the book of Esther whenever you find the time. This is a story of how God raised a common girl to the position of queen. Queen of one of the most influential empires of all time, the Persian Empire. To help us understand the vastness of this empire, I want us to imagine a single man ruling countries from Europe all the way to Asia. That was how vast the empire was. Such was the kind of power and responsibility that rested on Esther's shoulders. Now, when some enemies had plotted to eliminate the Jews in the empire, Esther's uncle, Mordecai, you know, got to know of this plot. And he began to urgently sound the warning in the hopes that his niece, that is Queen Esther, would do something about it. But then... Esther faced one dilemma and she replied her uncle saying in Esther chapter 4 verse 11, <laughs> she said, all the king's servants and 
the people of the king's provinces. Know that for any man or woman who comes to the king in the inner court without being summoned, he has but one law, that he is to be put, put to death. Unless the king holds out to him the golden scepter so that he may live. And as for me, that is Esther was saying, as for me, I have not been summoned to come to the king for this last 30 days. And what was Esther's reaction? She made up her mind to go. She was taking matters into her own hands. She was not going to sit lukewarmly when the enemies of God's children, God's children plot to destroy the Jews. She was in a position of power to make things happen. Esther had made a decision to take a stand for God and her people. How many of us are taking a stand for what we believe today? Are we actively doing something to save this generation? Or are we just sitting idly on the sidelines? Please remember there is no middle ground. And in the words of Jesus, remember he said this is war. People don't play during, during wars. They plan, they see, they strategize. They plan to win. Esther was fighting for her land, her people, her culture, her beliefs, and for God. What are you fighting for? This is a clarion call for action in this generation. Do not sit lightly by watching the enemy use the government or use whatever arm of power to slowly eradicate everything of God in our schools, in our communities, in our churches and nation. Esther clearly understood that her crown was at risk. She knew there was such a grave risk to her life. But then she, moved, she, she made the bold decision. Talking back to the devil, she said in Esther chapter 4, verse 16, she said, go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast for me and neither eat or drink for three days or, or nights. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. So I will go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Now, those words she said, if I perish, I perish, will later go down in history to become one of the most iconic words in Christendom. Esther shows us how not to keep quiet in the face of grave opposition to God, to his laws, and to God's people. We need more people like Esther today. Who will not mind taking a risk for God's kingdom to flourish in our day? Finally, Jesus said in Matthew 6 verse 24, He said, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Once more, Jesus was showing us that your loyalty will have to lie in one place. Light or darkness, black or white, good or evil, heaven or hell, 
hot or cold, and God or Satan. Your actions and the way you live your life will tell anyone where your loyalties lie. And if you are not afraid to take a stand for Jesus, then let us pray. Heavenly Father, I ask that you help my listeners to take a stand for the truth. I ask that you fill them with your Holy Spirit and cause them to stand firm in this hostile world. I pray that you shield them from the attacks of the enemy and cause them to be a shining light in this dark, wicked, and perverse generation. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Until I come your way again, enjoy the victories from you taking a stand in this life. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so by writing us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram, which is at Walking in Purpose Podcast. And also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you, and I'll see you next time.